You're listening to a podcast by the Center for Action and Contemplation. To learn more, visit cac.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel as written to us by Luke. I'm going to read the shorter version. The longer one would take an hour to try to explain. And I don't know if I can explain this one, but we'll try. Some Sadducees, those who deny there is a resurrection, came forward. And Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy of the coming age and the resurrection of the dead, they don't marry nor are they given in marriage. They no longer die, for they are like angels and they are the children of God because they will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the burning bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And so he is not the God of the dead, but our God is the God of the living, for to him all people are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, this is one of those wonderful Gospels where a key text is actually hidden away in the longer text. Let's give a little background. What we have in Jesus' time are two major factions just like we have liberals and conservatives today. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees did. And Jesus very consistently takes the side of the Pharisees, even though he criticizes them very much on their legalism, their ritualism, their Pharisaism, which is how we use the word, even to this day. So it's a good lesson already that every one of us gets some part right and some part wrong. If you're looking for somebody who's got it all right, uh, you're going to wait a long time. And if you're going to condemn somebody because they're totally wrong, you're wasting your time. But that takes us a while to learn that. It takes compassion, it takes understanding, it takes forgiveness, it probably takes age. You don't start there usually. So at any rate, uh, what he's saying is, and we'll jump to the conclusion, resurrection is not a one-time event now and then for worthy people which is probably the way most of us, even in this room, think of it. Well, those who are real good, those who did it right, are going to be raised from the dead. He's saying resurrection is the universal pattern of all creation. 
in this wonderful last line. Our God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all things are alive. Now we, from our perspective, we see things as uh, life, death. And we all fear death because some of us are like the Sadducees and we're just not sure there's anything on the other side. The real pattern revealed in a thousand forms is life, death, life. Life, death, life. You see it in every sunrise. You see it in every springtime. The life always returns, always returns, always returns. That's why we would do well to observe the natural world, not just catechisms and Bibles, but the way God has created things. This is the pattern, and the pattern is universal. We even say it, for those of you who've been here for a funeral mass, life is not ended, it merely changes. But of course, our great act of faith is to trust that that filter, that moment, that Passover, that changing, that disappearing act that we call death is just that, just a disappearing act. Now, why God created the world that way, I don't know. I have to live in faith just like you do. But it's not just living in faith, it's also living in hope. And any of you who've lost your parents or a loved one, you already just hold on to, this has got to be true, this has got to be true. My deepest being knows that Mary, John, Frank are still alive. Oh, how they're alive, where they're alive, in what way they're alive, that's left up to God. But it's very clear that Jesus believes in eternal life. And you could almost say that it's, it's at the heart of the Christian message. This leap of faith, that something we can't prove, but something we can trust in and allow and celebrate and partially understand. So faith is always putting together understanding with not totally understanding, knowing with not perfectly knowing, and we allow God to fill in the gap by God's infinite love. That's what it means, I think, to be a Christian. Not just in regard to this issue of eternal life, but really in regard to almost every dogmatic position, moral position, we have, well, I understand, but if I'd be honest, I don't totally understand. Who of us understands the Trinity? Who of us understands that Jesus can be fully human and fully divine at the same time? Maybe half human, half divine, but fully human fully divine. 
Your logical mind cannot process that. So you have to say, okay, God, I get it a little bit, but I'm going to let you fill in the gaps. And that's our great act of trust, that there is a love, there is one who knows, who understands, who will fill in all the gaps. In this world, a little bit, and after death, hopefully, believably, forever.